Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Book Wars Pod. I am Chris. I'm here, as always, with my co-hosts, Kate and Kristen. I'm not here, actually. That's, Me neither. I'm, I'm staring at you. Not here. I'm staring at you. Porkshop's here. I'm a ghost. Yeah, he's sleeping, but he is here. Not here. Both of you are literally here. <laughs> <laughs> I will so turn this mom car started around. It. I always go with mom's bits. Such a good daughter. <laughs> <laughs> i never go with dad's bits this is true well you just will like be every character in them by yourself i mean i did I, I am a white man who is mediocre so yes i'm so sad i really need to cultivate miranda <laughs> no it's my is my favorite child no Ugh. she's mine too we're both we both like ladies <laughs> i like ladies you're not a lady who likes ladies i like ladies <laughs> Four out of four podcast hosts. That's so true. Oh my god! All right, Chris, finish finish your stupid fucking. Intro. Let's yeah. Let me just let me get through this before before one of us says something offensive, and by that I mean it would undoubtedly be me. White boy. Uh, today we're discussing Empire's End chapters twenty one through thirty one. Uh, but first, a little bit of housekeeping. When you listen to this, it will be exactly one week before the start of Star Wars Celebration. Oh, shit. Assuming this comes out on Thursday, which we're anticipating it will. Uh, I think it will. I think it will. Depending on Christmas depression, you know. Thank you. I can add it, too. We'll talk. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will be one week uh, until Star Wars Celebration. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to be finishing, wrapping up empire's end and that episode should be coming out we'll try let's try and get it out a day early so those traveling to star wars celebration have a chance to listen can listen to it on the plane hell yeah why, why would you ever do that you're just <laughs> gonna be like wow i'm already in a, like a, fl- a flying tin sausage roll and now i'm listening to three drunk no, people I... screaming yeah this no, is I actually the plot of the twilight blood. zone with adam scott on the plane <laughs> <laughs> i really need to watch that uh anyway so get excited for star wars celebration You'll have this episode and one more coming out, assuming that we do it right, uh, between now and then. And for those of you who will be in Chicago, either at Celebration or just hanging out in Chicago, come meet up with us. We are going to be at the Coffee uh, the com- yeah, coffee with Kenobi. So I get Coffee with Kenobi and Comics with Kenobi mixed up, being like, which one is the like parent network? It's the one that's not just comics. Motherfuckers. We're going to be at the Coffee with Kenobi Star Wars Celebration Chicago podcast meetup. Uh, they're just gathering a bunch of different podcasts together at the Arc Bar at the Hyatt Regency at McCormick Place. That is the hotel that is right next to the convention center where Star Wars Celebration is taking place. Uh, we're going to be meeting up there Saturday, April 13th at 730. Uh, come join us. I'll be there. Kate will be there. Uh, we want to meet. We would love to meet you. Come introduce yourself. Tell us you love the show. Tell us you hate the show. Tell me you hate the show. Don't tell Kate. That's mean. Yeah, also, don't tell me you hate the show, man. I she'll be, be, she'll be drunk. Yeah, she'll be drunk by then. You don't you don't want that. I have, I'm going to have pins. I'm going to have a sack of pins. Those, that shit's pointy. Yeah, you don't want that nonsense. Yeah, they're square <laughs> pins. That was so smart of you. Yeah, they got corners. They do yeah. have corners. Well, hopefully by 7.30 on Saturday, local time, me and Miranda will be done moving our shit. That's the day we move, so. We'll face Yay. <laughs> hopefully we will be eating pizza and lying on the floor in our new house by then. Yep. But anyway... Hit us up. Let us know if you're going to join us. Kate, have you been retweeting stuff from Comics with Kenobi about Coffee with Damn it, Coffee with Kenobi about the podcast meetup? Um, as much as I see it. Okay, we'll do that this week. Yeah, and we'll tweet about it. It'll be fun. I don't know. Go meet my parents. They're perfect. We'll tweet about it. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Either mention us or in the DMs. Let us know you're coming. We would love to meet you all. Maybe we'll drag. Allie also from Knights of Ren because we're being yeah her special like, guest star. We're being her mom and dad <laughs> for celebration weekend, <laughs> which is gonna be the best. But anyway, yeah, come out and meet us. That is the best. See me drunk live and in person. I'll tell you to eat my ass if you ask nicely. It'll be great. <laughs> or if you say something mean. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't make that face me, Christopher. Just, 
Christopher. Leaving that one on the tee. Kristen, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I just did Danny's podcast, Encyclopedia, um, about beer. And even though I'm not really in the mood to drink this, I did announce on Twitter that I would, I would be drinking it. So now I'm going to drink it. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to have the Cruising Altitude Double IPA from Crux. Um, it says, take off for the tropics, courtesy of this Imperial IPA, starring the rare and exceptionally complex strata hop, bursting with juicy tropical flavors and citrusy aroma, elevated by Pilsner and caramel malt, as well as a floral dusting of galaxy hops. This is one universally drinkable double IPA. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sky-high sunset in a glass. So, I'm, I'm it's probably fucking that. good, because Crux makes delicious beer. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Sounds so good. I mean, Kristen, you can you can switch beers if you want to. You can, well, no, now you can't. <laughs> no, I opened it. Well, yeah. no, all the beers that we have in the fridge are really heavy. So I'm like, I might as well Fair. <laughs> drink the one that I haven't had. Because <laughs> now I've had three of the four that we got yesterday. Seems legit. Nice. nice. Like well, three of the four kinds. We're, uh, we're going to throw up a picture on the Instagram at some point of Kristen with a giant... Oh, it's like, up. Oh, is it? It's oh, up. you put it up already? Thank God. Go to go. Please see Instagram for uh, Kristen grabbing pod recording supplies, and by that I mean a shit whack of beer like you have never seen before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sixteen tall boys. It seems fine. It's I'm me drinking. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking um, some booch, my homemade kombucha, which is cut with whatever the hell juice I bought from Trader Joe's, um, and. I think I've had this on the pod a million billion years ago, but a bunch of half moon gin from a distiller whose name I can't remember right now, but it's in the Hudson River Valley, New York, and it's this Is little... it? Isn't it half moon distilling? Maybe not. No, it's half moon gin, bro. Maybe it is half right, moon distilling. Right, I thought distilling. it was both. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I could be wrong. That's a really boring name if you named your fucking distillery that. I didn't name it. All right, well, maybe you did. I don't know. Anyway, I poured myself like Stop a shit. <laughs> I poured myself like a shit done by accident, um, as I want to do. So this is gonna be a great pod. But also, we have to like drink some alcohol to like lessen the load to, for 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 moving slash giving away, because um, we're moving to Colorado. In case you haven't heard, so that's me. I've got like a serving and a half, so it's gonna be a good pod, guys. Kristen's already drunk because she recorded Danny's pod. <laughs> I'm not already drunk. <laughs> I had a big ass burrito in between, so oh, okay. I am just well well watered and fed. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But I probably will be because this is an eight percent beer, so nice. Bye. <laughs> Alright. Um Well, Kate, thanks for asking. I'm drinking I didn't uh, even say untitled. anything. You were you literally were about to go I was seeing what about time the time it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Mm-hmm. Chris is drinking nothing. I'm drinking uh, 1-8 Distilling, a local DC brewery that I mentioned before. They're Untitled Number 13, uh, High Rye Bourbon. Uh, Very good. I did forget to put a a couple drops of water in it today, so. You literally have a glass of water right in front of you. Yeah, but I don't want to stick my fingers in my glass of water, and I don't want to, like, pour it into the glass because I'm going to drown it. Take one of these toothpicks and, like, drop some water in it. Well, that's not a bad idea, actually. Jesus! There are toothpicks on the table, y'all. Take the toothpicks off of the table. I'm just gonna... It's just so that Dad is not allowed to play with them. I'm gonna, like, make sure that the toothpicks are only accessible to me so that in case Chris says a bad thing again, then I can throw pointy stuff at him. I don't know how he can make too much noise with toothpicks, but I'm really... Oh, I know. I'm committed to I know. believing he can. He can shake the box. He can stab oh, the true. styrofoam mat mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. sitting in front of him. He mm-hmm. could. Just... The toothpick is absorbing the water too well, so it won't actually shake so just any water like, into this. Tilt it more and then kind of just. Oh, uh, like sweep it. Yeah. Anyway, while Chris one thing. <laughs> tries to play with water out of a sippy cup like a child, <laughs> this is not going to end well. I'm just going to drink my bourbon. It's going to be fine. It's all. It's all going to be fine. We're all fine here. Blah, blah, blah. This is sad. We're talking about... a sad air horn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're talking about Star Wars now. Um... That was the loudest, like, pointing down your glass I've ever heard. Yeah, that wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> in my life. I wasn't even slamming it down. I was just me misjudging the table. 
Guys, it's a Thank Monday you, evening. Dad. It's a Monday evening and we're having a bad time. Um, I wanted to talk about real things such as uh, tran- the transition between the Empire and the First Order. <laughs> if y'all don't mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like silence. Like we're not interested in talking about this right now. <laughs> what? What? I just wanted to make it awkward. Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate it. Empire, turning into the first order. Let's talk. I'm going to go cry first. Oh, boy. No, don't cry. I just wanted to give you room to say your stuff. No, Chris was making a weird face at me, and I didn't like it. Chris is an ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Jeez, Am I wrong? I... I, 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 I'm not going to disagree with you, man. It's, it's a day ending in Y, after all. Um, so I'm sure we're going to uh, be talking about this in the next episode and possibly on the wrap-up. But as we learn more about what creepy-ass shit Rex is doing at the observatory on Jakku. But we already know a little bit about what all creepy crap he is doing in terms of personnel. Uh, such as turning the stormtroopers into bonkers-ass people who just have no sense of, like, order or anything, and they just want to murder with their hands because they're on Murder children. Yes, and the murder children. It's kind of like, it's kind of like what we saw in, uh, the previous Aftermath book in Life Debt, where the Imperials are on Kashyyyk and they've kind of been abandoned, and I don't remember the name of the guy who was in charge, but he was kind of losing his mind. He's just like, oh, these Wookiees are savages and they're terrible and they deserve to be slaves. And I'm like, dude, you were literally, like, getting high off of, like, liquid tree heroin and, like, I don't know, just losing your marbles and having no shirt on and maybe no pants. I don't know. You're not being a human being right now. He was, like, really high. Yeah. He was extremely high. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, kind of like the, the sand version of that, as opposed to the forest version of that, is happening on Jakku. The sand version of living inside a tree, licking the walls. Yeah. Actually, though, like, he's, like, just having, like, these stormtroopers do, like, fucking gladiator fights to, like, weed people out and stuff like that. And even then, he's like, I'm not quite satisfied with the savagery of these people, so I'm going to raise murder children. Which is fine. They're, like, really good at murder. They're so good at murder. It's very, very Like, he snaps his fingers and they do murder. Yep. It's true. It's terrible. It's like... I don't like it. It's like attack dogs. It's horrible. I know. Attack children. Right. It's... It's Knives. It's not good. It's not good. Um, so, you know, his, his whole... What he's telling people right now is that he's, you know, he's taken the Empire and he's, like, whittled it down to the bone, basically. And the bone is the strongest part. Right? Like, he's just like, this is, this is it. Except it seems, you know, with the, with the reveal of the murder children, it seems like he's actually just trying to, like, he's kind of, like, slowly replacing the parts one by one. You know, like, he's taking somebody like Hux, who wasn't even actually part of the military and making him military and just putting him in charge instead of people who are probably like more qualified with more experience etc and then having him just slowly literally have these children replace the stormtroopers with murder hugs thank you (laughs) hugs hugs (laughs) general hugs yes uh so basically i don't know i i don't know what my question is here but I guess it just kind of reminded me of like, have y'all have heard of the, I know Chris hadn't heard of it like three months ago because I had to explain to him, but the thesis is ship paradox where if you have a ship and you replace the plank one by the planks one by one as they get rotten and whatever, is it a, and eventually you don't have any original planks left. Is it a new ship or is it still the old ship? I think it's a new ship. Snoke is the captain of the ship. Oh my god. <laughs> Snoke is the ship. So. <laughs> How does the ship fall in space? I'm so angry. So, 
Well, okay, so my question is, you know, we're watching the Empire turn into the First Order. Is the First Order an evolution of the Empire, like, truly, or is it something completely new? I don't think we know. Okay. Yet. Okay. I want to tread very carefully because there is an answer. There is a, there is a right answer to this question. Oh, shit. There, there is a right answer to this question what... as Rex is motivated that we oh. are going to find out in the next section of the reading. I knew oh, this was no. going to continue, but now I'm um, scared. So I am hesitant to say. However, I think ideologically it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. because obviously like you have and I'm going to trample on the point that you put on the outline a little bit great because you have (laughs) because you have sloan being so horrified and wondering if like is this the empire like this isn't the empire i remember this isn't my empire this isn't my america (laughs) hashtag not my president not my counselor (laughs) um i i actually want to point out we we have talked about before you know how much sloan really understands about the nature of the empire uh and this is kind of an extension of that i guess and also as it turns into this zombie thing that wants to do murder. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah so I was mean... really, I feel like just to kind of add before we get too far away from the point, because usually I come in later and I'm like, back to the point that somebody made five minutes ago. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like when <laughs> Jas sees uh, Nima and them down in the valley thing and they're like um it does or she's talking to the uh the bounty hunters and they're like um very clearly like ray sloan is not important anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) very clearly that's not a thing and she's like you know what shots fired but you're not wrong (laughs) well the thing is like because like on the one hand it's like a very different empire it's a changing empire like because things are different and it's hard to imagine someone like a grand moff tarkin approving of what rax is doing oh boy can you although i'm not sure that's a fun thought exercise yeah honestly that's 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 an interesting thought exercise but let's for the sake of argument say i'm right um (laughs) okay sure go on that's always did you just say things are changing so they're different did I? It's very possible. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> I didn't sleep well last night. Or you said, like, things are different, so they're changing. Something. I was like, yeah, that's how those words work together. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm dragging you. I literally, like, don't I mean, know the names of anything, but Like continue. Kate said, it's a day that ends in Y. Mm-hmm. Kristen, what year is it? Pop quiz. 2019. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> it's exactly what I meant and was asking you. Well done. <laughs> Were you asking me in the timeline? I sure was. In my timeline. (laughs) I just gave it to you in my timeline. Aren't we all just a series (laughs) of timelines? Um, We're like Uh, after Endor. Yes. Sure are. Yep. Anyway, so obviously the Empire (laughs) Empire is somewhat different, but... Like, there is this, like, as as I was alluding to with my heavy skepticism of people who think that just because they're, the system that empowered them turned on them is no longer the, the system they built. Like, I think that there is a heavy dose of irony in someone like Ray Sloan who spent her time scrapping to the top. And we know that she didn't do this, like legitimately is too harsh but we know that she didn't do it by the book because she betrayed count Vid- like she like worked with count vidian to get her first command she betrayed count vidian to get her second command then she like pissed off too many people and was basically an outer rim sheriff and then she declared herself grand admiral by like working with Rax. like it's not like she's so it's not like she is a grand admiral thrawn who just worked his way up the ranks like by the skin of his teeth and everybody hated him like so like it's it's hard to say that the empire that she served wasn't built on these 
corrupt practices and morals. Has it been taken to a new extreme? Yes, absolutely. Like, the, the, the children thing is weird. <laughs> Fucking to weird. say the least. Although, again... It's super weird. Kind of hard to imagine that Tarkin would have seen their performance and been like, no. Yeah, he just would have been like... No on principle. I can't just imagine him tenting his spindly fingers and being like doing a Mr. Burns, like, excellent. <laughs> it, would have, it, would, it would have been like a Rogue One. Like, your experiment has surpassed all expectations. They are my children now. Mm-hmm. Actually, though, that is completely what would happen. Yeah, it, ab- it Hasht- absolutely is. Hashtag yoink. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um... But, I mean, so, it's a little bit of both. Like, it, it is the Empire she remembers, but it's also very clearly not. Okay. Yep. How you like that equivocating? Fine. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks, Kristen. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the validation. But, but while we're talking about murder children, uh, this is more of an aside than anything but like can you imagine what a bad time finn had in training like holy oh shit God. and and we we know from like other books in the canon that are uh is it middle grade or is it more like young readers chris do you know like before the awakening um it ooh. i think it's is more like the, young, is, young readers is that what the book is called before the awakening yes yeah i, yeah, I think oh. it's i think it's young readers i think let it's me google readers. that for okay. you thank you um but we know from that book uh, a little bit more about Finn's history and his training with, like, under Phasma and how he was, like, the most promising stormtrooper that she had and, like, she was kind of grooming him for command and things like that. Um, so, you know, he was he was pretty good at training exercises, like, really good at school. Um, and, you know, it, just, it kind of makes you wonder, like, Jesus Lord, what did this child have to go through to, like, be really, really good at school if the school is for... You know, stabbing people, killing villagers. A school for ants. All that fun stuff. Did you just? (laughs) It's going to be, have to be at least three times as large. (laughs) Um, but yes. Um, uh, I'm not sure why I told you I would Google that because I just Googled it and I I don't know the answer. (laughs) I just Googled the words and then I was like, yeah, this is a book. (laughs) Not helpful. Proud of you, Kristen. It just says like it's a companion piece, but it's Disney electronic content, which means it's probably young reader, right? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. It says juvenile fiction on Google. Okay, so like, so young reader. Yeah, like perhaps. probably upper elementary, middle yeah. school kind of. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and you know, one other thing about the children on Jakku, like Finn is not the only portrait of. A stormtrooper we have. We also have Cardinal, who is from Jakku. Oh, God, I'd almost forgotten about that. Like, I I want Fuck. to say there was a part in Phasma about how he, Cardinal was not one of the original children. But I'm not positive about that. Mm, I'm not super shit. confident about that. I wish I remembered that. Like, what the answer to that is. It definitely didn't say he was one of the original children. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. So I think it's unclear. Yeah. At best. Yeah. Readers can correct us on that um, if anybody's read Phasma more recently than we have. Uh, but, or listened to our Phasma episodes more recently than we have. Right. <laughs> um, but, like, we know, and, like, just think, Hux's program and the program that created these children is Cardinal's more civilized program that he wanted to protect from Phasma. Dude. Phasma's kids don't need knives. They just use their teeth. All I'm saying. No, actually, though, I mean, have you met that woman? Holy shit. Phasma's kids go full Ewok. Yo, Phasma's so scary. Yeah, actually, though, for for more on how fucking scary Phasma is, please read Phasma by Delilah S. Austin, because oh my god. She literally made her fucking suit out of a ship. Yep. I still say Phasma lives. Phasma does live. Phasma's that not shit. dead. That shit looks very fireproof. Yes, it does. It's, it is It is literally... Canonically... Canonically fireproof. fireproof. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. She is... I, I will bet anybody that she is going to be back with a fancy scar over her left eye. That'd be baller. And such a good she history is back. of star, scars in Star Wars. Also, she was that. JJ's character. JJ's gonna bring her back. I can see that. I can see all oh, of She reasons. says, bitch, I'm back. 
<laughs> she won't, but I want her to. Same. Hard same. I just hope she comes back and she's just like straight feral. Like back to her roots. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh my god. I would love that. Because she's been fucking defeated twice by fucking Finn. Right? Oh. I would love to see her. I would love to see her do a murder with her hands. It'd be so fucking baller. I want to see her actually being badass for once. But that's neither here nor there. Yes. Uh, But yeah, no. These are these are questions I have about how these children are trained that I'm sure are not going to be answered until after episode nine. But oh my god, I am frightened about the answers. Holy shit. Wait, quick question. What? Hmm. Do we think Phasma appears in the episode nine trailer, yes or no? No. I think yes. No. What? Why? I think in, you know how like trailers will always do this random montage of like half second shots? I think she's one of those shots. No. I think I think she does. Well, we'll see. Because I don't think she's a, a big enough, days. I don't think she's a big enough surprise that it'll matter to unveil it in the movie theater. Because mm. I don't think enough people care. Hard disagree. But you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Kristen, did you want to talk about Nima being creepy? <laughs> oh, Kristen, do you sure. want to talk about Nita, Nita, Nima's hot titties? No! That you took off the outline? No. I am no. I, I am sad no, she hot, took them off the outline. I know. No hot titties at this time. Um, uh, Big if true. D- did anyone notice? See, I looked at this outline and I was like, oh my God, no one put Nima on here. Um, she literally just got like straight up like uh lasered to death but then wasn't dead in the titties you might say like like (laughs) fucking she got like everyone else around her got super dead dude and yet she kill man apparently fuck me right i mean that's true yes um but she's scary i don't like it (laughs) I feel like the like the slime coating is probably like there's some prob- probably some like kind of like I mean she's she's definitely qualities. She's it. definitely got some blubber too. No, she doesn't though. Well, That's she's definitely got her. some muscle. Okay, yeah, she's got some muscle. That's true. That's true. Like she's got more than like a thin coating of skin between the air and her organs. Ugh. Don't want. I don't want to think about her skin or her organs or her hut titties or literally anything, guys. Do not like. Okay, she's lithe. Anyway, she apparently has clearance codes also, which is also scary. How did she even get those? I assume from racks. This, oh, yeah, fun. because they were in cahoots as originally. Yeah, I just don't like it. I mean, there's no reason to like it. So like. it's scary. It's not cool. She has that fucking translator box that she uses to yell at people. I know, but it's very w- overwhelming. The, the the funny thing is though that uh, so with her with her translator box, uh, you know Chuck Styles, her speech in all caps. So I'm just imagining her and Mr. Bones like having similar voices, and it's very funny. Fucking screaming! <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to the audiobook on and off. This is another thing that I like to do because I can like listen to the audiobook, but then it syncs with the Kindle version, oh, so that's... I can go back and forth. Oh, that's nice. really nice. Okay, it is really nice. <laughs> um, cool. But she is. Re- I think maybe that's why I'm so freaked out by her because she's like really scary sounding in the book. Oh, that would it's, make uh, a ton of sense. I don't. It's very disquieting. Some some nightmare fuel. Right up Yeah, I don't like it. Star Wars reading. Lovely. <laughs> anyway, she's undead slug, and I, she's a scary person. Hut. <laughs> Being. Thing. I guess we knew she didn't die because Nima Outpost, but well, still scary. Well, Nima Outpost could already exist. Right. To it be could fair. It be what it's named at this okay, point. Like fair. named in her honor. Yeah. I don't know. We, in I don't her know, honor. I don't know that we know that it does. Because that was actually going to be my question. What do we, do we think Nima the Hutt is still alive in episode nine? Timeline? Not not that she'll appear in the movie. Nima the Hutt's <laughs> not going to appear in episode nine. Oh, Confident damn. Confident in that. How, wanted, um, how long do Hutts live for? A long ass time, I man. I mean, Jabba was old, man. What does that mean? Like, Jabba, Jabba was... Give me a number. Jabba was already established as 
like ruler of Tatooine in episode one, and then still, and he was like, I think pro- professed to be in the prime of his life by Return of the Jedi, which is a good thirty years later. Yeah. Plus, mm. I mean, like, I mean, he was like, he was like childbearing. Well, he doesn't bear children specifically. Him, I suppose. That I know of. With hub you biology, don't know his life. I don't know his life. Maybe it's th- true. Maybe he's a seahorse. I was just gonna say. <laughs> literally, just gonna say. But um, but you know, like you know, children stuff. Guys, Chris and I had a weird day. We like, but like it was like seven o'clock in the morning. We saw like ducks mating, and it was really bad. It was, that was a weird time. It was too early it was for a time. it. It was too early. It's a time. We were, there's a park. So I, I had to go to the psychiatrist this morning. There's a park. Oh, we're just telling the full story. Yeah, okay. no, there's a park. I thought like, we were going to leave it at duck no, meeting. No, there's a psychiatrist. There's a park next door to psychiatrist's office and there's a pond there. I have to explain now why we saw ducks mating because it's not like we're like fucking voyeuristic weirdos. Awkward so, duck threesome? Yeah, it was like literally an awkward duck threesome in the fucking pond next to my psychiatrist's office. And I was like, I need to go back and get some crazy pills from my doctor because I saw this. Anyway. Jokes, you got the crazy pills before you saw it anyway. It's so true. More crazy pills is what she said, I think. Yes. More. <laughs> anyway, that has been... Nobody said this was a child child safe pod. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? But is Jabba child safe if he's not child barren? <laughs> Jabba is not child safe. I feel like he would just like throw something to a rancor. All the time. No, he'd eat it. Oh, good point. Yeah, he'd totally eat it. Y'all, what happened to Rod of the Hut? That's what I want to know. True. It's I- almost like when left to his own devices, George Lucas introduces plot points that never have any resolution. Hashtag we're stinky. Where is stinky? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, anyway. Half of Although, our listeners maybe, are like laughing and half of them are like, what the fuck are they seriously Maybe Rod the right Hut now? that they have in Freetown. Oh. Because they have a hutling. They do. Like, well, well, like well, our huts so long lived that they're children for 30 years? Yeah, that's what I was literally about to ask. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be fascinating. Now I need to know. Somebody ask Pablo. Guys, we've talked far too much about hut biology for this book, and I'm really upset about it. Thanks, Chuck. Listen. <sighs> I just want to know the squishiness. I just got to know the texture. It's not, it's, it's not my fault. Need to know the texture. You need to discover the texture? Yep. Need to discover the texture. Let anyway. Diego touch Jabba. Anyway. He has to have touched Jabba by this point, right? No. He still hasn't? No. They have to have let him by now. No, but like where, where, where's Jabba? Like, Go to Lucas. Invite him to Lucasfilm. Where, is there a Jabba like just sitting around somewhere or did they like. Dis- I guarantee you Jabba's somewhere. I'm asking if they dismantled the puppet or what? It's a puppet, right? It's I guarantee you they did not dismantle him. I, I don't know, man. They threw out a lot of cool stuff. No, like, that back motherfucker's in, the day. in storage somewhere, I guarantee you. I don't guarantee know. you. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know. If you worked for Lucas at my house. Oh shit. Do you watch the Star Wars show? They have like the archivist who has like all this shit from like the original movies. Yeah, I know, but like I also know because we went and heard oh no, what is that gentleman's name who invented the original Darth Vader design? Oh. Brian something he's very british i'm gonna look i'm gonna look this up i feel bad about I'm that i'm gonna look this up he's uh, he was one of the original um prop designers right uh well anyway he was selling us like we saw him at a uh, all-star comic-con uh out in tyson's corner virginia last year and he was telling us about all this crap that just like threw out that like it's definitely worth like a million billion dollars now <laughs> or would have been if it hadn't been like destroyed i remember he, like he was saying like he like like was like a klepto, like grabbed everything he could because he knew it was going to be valuable one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Muir. That's it. Thank you. He was uh, a sculptor who, among other things, created Darth Vader's helmet from Ralph McQuarrie's concept art sketches. Oh, what a cool guy. I've said it before. I've plugged it on here before, but not in a while. Um, if the Star Wars costume exhibit is anywhere close to you at any point in your life, go see it. Oh, God, I really want to go. And just cry. Those are so fun. I've been to the Lord of the Rings costume exhibit and I was in there like all day and I was just the best. I was like weeping. (laughs) And I like don't even care about hashtag fashion. (laughs) But I saw the original Darth Vader costume and I just broke out into tears. Just normal. Just normal stuff. I love it. That's good. Yo, I would. Seriously. Right? (laughs) 
I mean, I'm gonna cry if I get into this Rubbles panel and like, just like, at, like, just, like the cast is gonna come out and just gonna burst into tears. I'm really lucky that uh, Vanessa Marshall and Freddie Prince Jr. are doing their joint photo op on Friday, which is a day I'm not going to be there because I will still be at my like real life work conference, which is fine because I think if I like signed up for that and then went, I would just be weeping on the floor and then I just have a picture of me weeping on the floor while they were like, I'm scared. <laughs> Speaking of weeping on the floor, I wanted to talk about some feelsy stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, Sinjir. I know, so many Sinjir feels. Um, so, first of all, I think he's, he, say, he says something, or he thinks something while he's um, with Condor, and he's like finally, you know, mentally committing himself to actually being in a relationship with this guy and like thinking that he's good enough to be in a relationship with this guy. Where he, what is that face you just Sorry. made? Bourbon went down a weird way. Okay. It's a little shudder. It's fine. Lovely. Sinjir will probably relate to that. Um, no, Sinjir, isn't, Sinjir hasn't had a bad sip in years. Uh, last book, he definitely had a bad sip. You're right. Whenever he <laughs> drinks the Kowakian rum. Yes. You're a little bitch, Dad. Oh, my God! Sorry. Oh, you're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, my God. If you could see my face right now, Kristen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even be mad because I say definitely say worse things to you like on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. I'm quitting the pod. <laughs> Aww, oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Miranda? We're just get out of here. We're just gonna bring Miranda on. Miranda, Miranda doesn't need my chair. Miranda doesn't live here. This is Keeks' fault. Way to go, Keeks. Way to exclude Miranda. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> All I did was drag. Exactly. You. <laughs> Chris, shut up. I'm talking. Um, Chris, shut up while we're talking. Uh, so, anyway, Sinjir has this thought um, where, and I quote, he says, Is that how people are? Do they all have two sides? Who they are, who they really are, and who they believe themselves to be. And I feel like that's just kind of like the crux of every single character in Nora's crew. He needs to go to space therapy. Everyone needs space therapy. Except Jess. Jess is pretty well adjusted. Yeah, she's pretty okay, honestly. She's, yeah, no, she's doing her. Mr. Bones. She knows who the fuck she is. She Mr. Bones knows exactly what his mission is. <laughs> he loves performing violence. Correct. Uh, he goes, I know what violence sounds like, and that is violence. <laughs> Which is my favorite thing ever. Um, but I really feel like that's, like, that that observation Singer has is, like, really, I mean, it's, it's true for him, obviously, where he's, you know, thinking about how I thought I was this, like, cold-blooded, torturing murderer who had no friends because who needs friends when you have to sniff out traitors to the Empire, etc. Oh, but maybe I'm also, I can also be a nice soft man with, a, like, a real job, etc. Just the nicest bread. I know, the nicest murder bread. Uh, you know, Nora's, like, am I, you know, am I a parent and a wife or am I... A rebel, like Pete, like or Jess, who's like, am I um, just in it for the money, or do I actually care about these people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like all of them, like think, like they 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 just really compartmentalize themselves, and it's he's just, and it's almost like even like going past what things you're saying. What if you're all of these things? You know, it's it's. I feel like this, like, really spoke to me because it's, like, one of those things that I've been, like, working on in therapy when it comes to, like, various people. Like, this person, like, did a bad thing to me in my life and it's just, like, they're a bad person. But also, like, what if they're a fully, like, realized human being with other stuff going on who also did bad things? You know? Like, it's just, it's super real. Beings contain multitudes. They sure do. Life is a rich tapestry. Chris, are you just not going to say anything anymore because Keeks told you you're a little bitch? No, I didn't want to interrupt. Wow. That doesn't sound like you. I know, right? What's wrong? <laughs> Turned off my targeting computer. Um, Jesus. Everything's fine. Well, now we know how Sinjir got to be got to be working for Mon Mothma like he is in the last shot. Which I love. Also, we found out how Sinjir got to be like the way he was when he was with the Empire. This is the saddest shit. Like, oh my god. I mean... 
did we think that his origin story as a torture agent was happy? No, but it's just like, I don't know, the way, the way it happened was interesting. It's just like, so Chris and I are doing a fucking Game of Thrones rewatch before uh, season eight comes out, and we're we're slogging through season five, but, you know, Arya's in the house of black and white and having a bad time, and it's kind of like that, honestly. Just, like, scrubbing floors, getting slapped. Yeah, getting, getting slapped, yeah. literally. Okay. Saying his name's Arya Stark. Nice. Yup, over and over again. Just slap, slap, slap. Yeah. <laughs> That's dangerous um, life. Until he's ready to be a murderer. I mean, he reminds me of if... Keeks, did you watch Lost? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> well, Lost, another J.J. Abrams special in that it was all mystery box and nothing ever got resolved. Um, sorry, I have feelings about Lost. Um, but he reminds me of uh, the character Saeed, who was Ooh, a... that's a good uh, one. ...ex-Iraqi Republican guard uh, torturer. And, like, Leaf. he was great. He was, like, an incredibly sympathetic character. And he had, like, an incredibly nuanced storyline, actually, which he had one of the better storylines in the show. Um, but he really reminds me of that. Yeah, definitely. And, like, that, like, how do you redeem yourself? Like, is redemption possible? Do you allow yourself to be happy? Like, do you, right. what if you need to use your powers for good when the others attack you? Like, things like that. Right. Or, you know, how how am I this person with, like, so, mu- so much blood on my hands? And, like, how do I... It's like, how do I even relate to other people? How am I in a relationship with another person? What if I just want a hug? Yeah. Literally. Aw. Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks indeed. Um, oh, I also thought Chuck did a really good job of, like, writing his... Was it... It wasn't really an interlude, was it? Whose? Sinjir's? Uh, yeah. It was just in, um, italics. Oh, the flashback? The flashback, yeah. 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 Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> it was just it wasn't an interlude, it was just in italics. Yes, that's called a flashback. <laughs> the letter when the letters go all sideways like that, Kristen. <laughs> and they're talking about the past, it's called a flashback. <laughs> but I thought Chuck did a really good job of writing that I, and I, I thought it was yeah. I think Chuck does and, oh, Yes. I think Chuck does a it made me feel feelings. So many feelings. Shrek does an amazing job right, doing Singer's character. And, I mean, speaking of speaking of doing Singer's character character well, uh, way, way, way back before we we had just finished Life Debt, and uh, I was back when I was on Twitter and I gave a fuck about Twitter. Um, I I was tweeting about how I had a lot of like Singer Condor feels because you know at the end of Life Debt, Singer breaks up with Condor uh, because he's just like I do not deserve nice happy things because I am a bad man. Um, and, you know, Brian and Nancy are pod parents, uh, co- co- co-owners of the Tashi Station Network. Uh, they were they were just like, oh, buckle up because you're not ready for all the things you're feels you're going to have uh, in Empire's and in as usual because they're, they're our parents. They were correct. <laughs> uh, but Brian has just quote, quoted the I'm the brightest beam of light bit. And everyone was sobbing. And I remember just like Keeks and I looking at each other like, I don't I don't. I don't get it. Do you get it? <laughs> we definitely, this can't be good. I know, right? Exactly. We're just like, well, I'm scared. And now I get it. And I kind of just want to like, it's, I am the meme of lie on the floor, try not to cry, cry a lot. <laughs> like. Yeah, Chuck writes Singer really well. We talked a little bit in previous episodes, and I'm sure we will on the wrap up about like various characters and like how we, how we felt about their arcs in this book. And this in the trilogy for that matter, but like Sinjir is one who he's like he's head down. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean the that bit where you know where Sinjir's rescuing Condor and he th- thinks for a hot second that that he wasn't fast enough and Condor um, died because he got kidnapped. The poor man. Uh, it's he he does a Chuck does a great job there of. This is clearly one of those things that like happens in the space of thirty seconds of just slowing it way the fuck down, and like you feel like all of the tension, and like Singer knows that like everything he's doing has to be absolutely perfect, or Crowder's gonna fucking die. And you know you see every minuscule detail of it. It's like it's like you know when you're watching a movie and it's in slow mo, but more than that, it's just, like you see the sweat on like the character's face and like them like every movement they make like going to pull out the gun and everything like that and it's just it was super good mm-hmm. i loved it it was very action yeah. movie yes agree which he's not given um, singer those moments so it doesn't so it works okay 
like like it yeah. doesn't come across as like as what i don't know like forced or as like good guys always like get the power-ups when they need them you know okay when that wasn't really meant to be a thing that I was going to explain. It was more meant to be an offhand comic. I don't like, I... I'm like, I was just like, when... That's a thing that genre fic will do sometimes where, like, whenever you need resolution, the hero will, like, magically become, like... Or, like, at any time in the book where the hero becomes an obstacle, they will, like, become, like, mega powerful. I mean, that... And digivolve. But we... <laughs> nice. But... I, <laughs> but <laughs> Christ almighty. Um... Yeah, but uh, we've, he also has done an excellent job of setting up the fact that Con- that Condor, Condor's also really good at his job. But Singer is really good at his job. Like he's just no, absolutely. Yeah. Like I like it made sense. Right. Like it made sense. It's not overused. Mm-hmm. Like okay, it's well written. Okay, that was my point. I was I was waiting for the butt. So I was nope. okay. No butt. I okay. like this scene. All right. Speaking of doing Singer, really, really well, thought you were gonna say Condor. speaking of butts. Oh, I, I mean honestly, either one. <laughs> honestly, both fit. Both great segues. Lovely. Yes, Kristen. <laughs> oh, just um, he lets himself have a feeling and they they touch mouths. Yes. <laughs> they do, though, and it's great. What? They date <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. It's great. It's lovely. I. Is that not how normal people say kiss? <laughs> Kristen, what year is it? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Keeks, do you also want to talk about the all-cap stuff you wrote under this point, in addition to since you're having feelings? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, I guess I did do that. Um, <laughs> Mon Mothma is very funny, and she's like, I don't have a good sense of humor, but also, uh, please decide in 30 seconds whether or not you want this job. <laughs> Um, and your first, you have to bring a gift to someone is your first thing that you have to do. And it's fruit. It's danger fruit. It's danger fruit. <laughs> and Sinjir's like, I thought you said you didn't have a sense of humor. LMAO, you're a fucking troll, Mon Mothma. Which I really enjoy. Oh, I love that so much. Like, again, we see Mon Mothma, like, getting to be kind of, like, crafty and sly in this book. And I like that so very much. Yeah, I actually love where his character ends up because like in the beginning you would never have thought that those two would make a good pair like in a million years it just wouldn't make sense and like but yet here it it actually does feel perfectly natural because we do have this like devious underhanded side to Mon Mothma where she kind of like has to go back and remember where like you know like how did how did I run things back where I didn't have to be moral like when we were under Palpatine and I just need to like scrape by Mm -hmm. like like you could like she she got to be where she is, like, for a reason. Right. And it was by doing, like, we just read Leia Princess Walderon by Claudia Gray, where we see, you know, Bale doing all this, like, backhanded crap, like, going through every single loophole so that he can support the rebellion. And Mom, not the, being his partner in crime, like, she had to do the same thing. Like, she, 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 she knows. Yeah, like there, there is a reason she is the How leader of this rebellion, and it is that she is charismatic, but also that she knows where the levers are. <laughs> and like, it feels more natural than you would expect, it clicks into place more easily than you would expect mm-hmm. it to, because these characters obviously don't really interact at all. In fact, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a don't really, I don't think they interact at all before this scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Or not by themselves anyway. Yes. Not one-on-one. I, I don't think they speak to each other. I think they might, because Mon Moth and Leia kind of like come to the room where he and Temin are trying to go to Jakku, and they're like, no. <laughs> oh, that might be, yeah, that might be a thing. Okay, just barely, but still. Um, it's still great. It is still great. But yeah, like, and it's just fun, because like, obviously you have like, Hostis, uh, who, for those who read Aftermath and Life Debt with us, uh, was kind of the like, the devil, the uh, strong central government angel on Mon Mothma's shoulder to Oxy's let the people have their way angel. And obviously he died at the end of Life Debt as part of the attack on Chandrilla. But like, you kind of wonder like, do we do we really like him? Do we want him to be replaced? What if we just have Oxy? But then it's with Singer and it's like, oh, this actually makes 
sense and is perfect in a way that none of us thought of. Can we can we have a minute for how Hostage H was killed by hostages of the Empire? Uh, hostage Edge. Uh, 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 ha ha. Chuck loves dad jokes. <laughs> Chuck does. Love oh, dad he sure jokes. does. Uh, especially the guy that's running against Mon Mothma, whose name I can't remember, but I know it's a pun. Tolwer Wartal. Or like a play on words. Yeah. It's just his, his name twice with rearranged letters. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, oh, what was I going to say when I interrupted you? Sorry for interrupting you. Um, You're not sorry. Yeah, I'm a little sorry. I feel bad. I called him a little bitch earlier. Um... <laughs> Uh, my mom is gonna be very disappointed in you Kristen. oh my i'm sorry oh my god don't say that i hate it when parents are disappointed in me <laughs> i'm not dis- i'm not disappointed in you Kristen. thanks mom <laughs> um uh, i don't know it was something about mon mothma oh mon mothma is a good leader because like everybody feels comfortable going to talk to her Mm-hmm. like remember in the leia book that we just read like leia was I do. she was like oh i can just go to mon and like even Sanjir's like uh i'm gonna go ask mon if i'm allowed to go to jakku i mean she doesn't let him but <laughs> she doesn't let but, him like, but she doesn't feel... not let him either yeah she's like you can fucking go if you want why are you even here <laughs> i'm not your fucking mom just go i know i'm so good mon like, if you... becomes my name's mom doesn't mean you have to ask me. Yep. Oh my god. Mon Mothma's the cool aunt. Go I ahead. really, I want more about her. I loved that we got more about her and Prince of Alderaan. I love that she is also at least a side, a somewhat major side character in Queen Shadow that just came out by E.K. Johnston, um, which... Oh, I didn't know that. She, yeah, she, it, sidebar, as someone who does not particularly care about Padme as written because... In the movies. In the movies, because it's she's just not well written, and that's to to her detriment. Like, this is the book that Padme deserves, and you should all go read it, because it's fucking amazing. Chris is in the middle of it right now, so... Did you read it already, Chris? It, I mean, A, it came out, like, almost a month ago, and B, I'm in the middle of it. Damn, okay. Is that what I said? I just wait for, for reading it on the pod. Oh, I read them all early, because I can't. I know you do, because you're... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but anyway, the point was I want more Mon Mothma. Like I want like a I want more stories from her perspective. Like we actually one of the deepest views of her that we got was actually from Alexander Freed in From a Certain Point of View, where he wrote her story contingency plan. Um, and I want more of her view. Yes, please. That story was brilliant. It's it was a really good story. Great. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Makes me excited for Alphabet Squadron. Totally. Okay, so last thing that I wanted to talk about, because I'm the only person who puts notes on the outline anymore, besides Kristen screaming. I p- yeah, I fell down this week. I apologize. I put, Fallen down I for the put notes on the outline. Several <laughs> things on last week. Madam, your fucking notes on this outline are, see above note regarding stabby kids. <laughs> that above note, for those wondering, that above note is all caps, IDK, but the kids are scary. <laughs> Listen, at least I read the outlines now. (laughs) (laughs) There was a time during this podcast that I did not read the outlines prior to us recording. I do the reading and I look at the outlines and I put little, I mean, I talk sometimes. Jeez. Can we talk? You didn't read the outlines for like maybe a year after we started this podcast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm aware. Great. Oh, are we talking about neutrality? Yeah, we're talking about that. Let's do that. Um, so, uh, we've... See, I knew because I read it. A... Proud of you, Kristen. Oh, my God. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, we've got, um, in this section of reading that we just did, an interlude on Bespin where we're, you know, uh, throughout the trilogy, we've gotten a series of interludes. Sometimes they're interconnected, sometimes they're not, but this is one of the ones that is where we've uh, been watching Lando and Lobot slowly work to reclaim Cloud City uh, from the Empire. And this is the one where he finally gets to do that for realsies. Um, But he has this moment where 
he's thinking about, but you know, he's looking back on his life, you know, just taking mental notes for the Calrissian Chronicles. And, <laughs> and he's like, he's, he's talking about, um, how he tried to be neutral and he thought that was the best way to live and the best way to keep himself safe, the best way to keep himself in money. And obviously in Empire Strikes Back, he realizes that that was not such a good move. And then he joins the rebellion. Yay. Um, so I just thought this was an interesting connection to DJ in The Last Jedi where, you know, his whole thing is not only don't, not only should you, you know, hashtag don't join, but play both sides off of each other and it'll be whatever. Like it's, there's no point because there's no point. The deal will, will get worse and worse all the time. Correct. <laughs> and so, you know, we... Obviously, the one of the one of the large character hinges in The Last Jedi is that Finn kind of sees in DJ. And I think we talked about this, too, when we did our bonus episodes in The Last Jedi. Um, Finn kind of gets in DJ a person that he could be, where he can mostly be out for himself or only out for his friends and not be thinking about the greater cause or the larger picture and he decides that nah he's he's gonna do this thing and be on the side of the resistance and you know i guess i don't know if dj is a character we'll see again but i'm curious to know what might become of him <laughs> yeah it's interesting i don't think we will personally alas i think there's a far greater chance that we see phasma again than dj but because i mean because i feel like the difference is relationships in a way like lando had relationships and lando couldn't be neutral because he had actual relationships with people whereas mm. dj you know and to finn the, too and finn too and dj to the extent that we know doesn't have relationships at least not with anybody in the resistance so like when he was like you know they blow you up today you'll blow them up tomorrow he legitimately believes that and he doesn't care so, like, whereas, like, Lando's, like, you know, Lando's not, like, they'll blow you up today, you'll blow them up tomorrow, because they blow you up today, you blew my friends up. Mm-hmm. For sure. Please don't blow my friends up. Okay. That was easy. I appreciate that. Star piece. <laughs> <laughs> now Mon Mothma can finally flourish. Mon Mothma's crowning moment. All right, let's just end on that. <laughs> did we do it? Did we do a podcast? We, we sure did. We sure did. Allegedly. Thank you all for listening to episode 83 of the Book Wars pod. God, if you got to this point, blessings with our with listening so, to this. So this sorry. point in the podcast? This point in, like, the history of the podcast? By this point, do you mean minute 50 whatever or ep- episode 83? All of it. All of it. It's all true. <laughs> Next week, we're continuing with Empire's End. We're finishing it up, reading... <laughs> The uh, interlude of on board the Imperialis, which is the start of chapter oh of part five, I want to say, uh, through the end of the book, uh, and it's, I said what I said. No, I know. I was. Yeah, no, I'm, that's right. Uh, it's part five. It is part five. No, I know. Uh, I s- please note my note of I don't know. Just read the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> is what it says on the outline. Indeed. Um, next, <laughs> we're going to be for those who want to get ahead and buy or put the next book on their library hold list. We're going to be reading Battlefront Twilight Company by the aforementioned Alexander Freed. We're very excited about it. Uh, we're going to be doing that one after Star Wars Celebration, so you got a little bit of time. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod. Email us at BookWarsPod at gmail.com. And like I said, let us know if you're going to be at Celebration and if you're going to come say hi, because we want to see you and we have pins. They're great pins. Oh, we should give something away. Hold up a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should. Let's do that. No, hold, hang on. Somebody edit this out. Self-plug while mom is doing this. Um, I said at the top that I just went on uh, Danny Pirtle. Is it 19? At yes. Danny Pirtle 19? Yes. At Danny Pirtle 19's podcast. He was kind enough to have me on to talk about IPAs today. Um, so I don't know when that is coming out. Um, but I was really nervous for it. And I hope it's okay. Um but I hope you guys enjoyed it. He said it was a fun episode and I might be too horrified to listen to it. Um, but you should listen to his, to his podcast encyclopedia. Anyway, it can be found where the podcasts are. Um, 
Also, his turtle is perfect. Dribble is the official turtle of the Book Wars pod. Okay, y'all, I have a winner. <laughs> Wait, what are we giving away? I don't know. I'm going to pick at random. You're, you're going to pick the, the giveaway at random in addition to the winner? Yeah, I'm just going to like send them a tiny little thingy. Love it. Ace is wild. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going crazy. Are we ready? Yes. All right. Um, so, as Chris said... Uh, wait, did you say already? I didn't. I'll say, I'll plug it right now. Thank God. When you, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tasha Station Radio mega feed on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and Google Play, particularly when you review us, and not just rate, but leave us a review on iTunes, you are automatically entered to win free shit. Uh, we've given away books, we've given away pins, we've given away stickers, uh, I would anticipate that we will probably get some things from Celebration that we're going to be giving away. Uh, so there's never been a better time than now to review us on iTunes. Those are the ones we count. Sorry, it's capitalism. That's how it works. Or send me a screenshot if it's somewhere else. So Yeah, fine. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, leave us a review and you'll be entered to win free stuff. Just like... T. Jensen, 016. Who is the latest person actually who reviewed us on iTunes and sent a, sent in um, a shot of their review? Hey. Uh, so thank you for doing that. You, uh, hey buddy, person, right? Like pretty much automatic winner right there. So good for you. Right. Way to go. Way to way to get in while it strike while the iron's hot. T. Right. Jensen. So fucking good. Um, so I'll be sending you a little something out of my pile of adorable little somethings. So get ready. Um, I will. Things. 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 Yeah. Things. Yeah. We're excited. So you too could be a winner if you're not fucking slacking on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, not that many. Like, we have a reasonable number of reviews, but a lot of them have not told us who they are. So, like, if you leave a review and tell us who you are, taking out the people who have already won, you have a pretty good chance to win. Yeah. Take it from T. Jensen, who won on his first lottery ticket. Yep. Literally, yes. Well done. Anyway, after you do that, if you are so inclined, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. We're very excited. We made our celebration goal. We have the money to pay for the pins that we lovingly made for you with our hands, typing in the order form online. Um, that was but me, actually. I, 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 po po podcast gets credit as a group, takes blame as a group. Wow. Uh, no, you take blame by yourself. No, actually. no, that's that's a lie. Oh, everything I just said was a lie. Great. Every word in that sentence was wrong. If you have hate mail, please at Chris <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, please do because I'm not at on Twitter Chris right Seymour. now. So please send it there. Uh, <laughs> please do. Um, but anyway, uh, we still do appreciate your generosity. Whatever you're able to give, you know, we love doing this. We do it because we enjoy producing this content. We enjoy talking about Star Wars with each other, and we enjoy. Giving you our, you know, apparently our fans, that's that's on you. You made that choice. Uh, the content that you ask for. Um, but hosting and stuff costs money. So whatever you can give us, we appreciate. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. For Kate and Kristen, I'm Chris. We are a week away from Star Wars Celebration. Don't forget, if you're going to be there, meet us at 7.30 on Saturday, uh, the 13th at the Arc Bar at the Hyatt uh, McCormick Place. Also, if you are going to Star Celebration and you will be there on Sunday, I am going to be sitting on a panel. Oh, duh. Yeah, why didn't we plug that? Because we're bad people and you hate me. Oh, It's canon. What? Did you say it's canon? Oh, my God. Yes. It's definitively um, not canon. Y'all, that's... That's so much. That is fanfic at best. Oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to be sitting on the Star Wars Rep Matters panel. If you've been on social media in the past year plus, uh, we've been working to uh, boost the voices and stories of people who um, have been underrepresented in the Star Wars franchise. And we are going to be talking all about that, where we want the franchise to go, where we think they've done well, where we have seen ourselves in the franchise or not and that is going to be on sunday april 14th at 1 p.m on the fan stage so please come join us i will be there with um jess shatara from um Lost beautiful town the Lost beautiful town podcast maya rose who is a 
She does all these things. She's just a Twitter person. <laughs> um, she's a contributor to But Why, though, I think, too. Yes, that's correct. She's a, she's a contributor to But Why, though. Um, John Robinson, the creator of the Scorpio comic and the one of the... I think he actually founded um, Do Even Comic Book, that community. Um, we are going to be moderated by um, Suara, uh, f- formerly of Beltway Banthas. I don't know what Suara's doing right now, actually. I think he might be on a Twitter break. But anyway, uh, we are all going to be there. We are going to be talking about cool stuff, so please come join. And we have swag to give out. Yeah, we'll be giving out free shit there, too. Basically, anytime no, you no, see us. No, like, Rhett Batters is giving out swag. Oh. There you go. You could have even more pins, y'all. So much free shit. But yes, come to that panel. Also, for those in the Washington, D.C. area, the full Awesome Con schedule has not been released yet, so we haven't made an official announcement. But if you're a fan of the podcast and you wanted to show up to Awesome Con, that wouldn't be the worst idea. As I said before, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. For Kate and Kristen, for real this time, I'm Chris. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. And we'll talk to you when we finish Empire's End next week. Thanks for listening to the worst podcast of all time. That's <laughs> There's at least 82 other opportunities for that to be the case. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ.